I want to, I want to, I want you to just bear with me for a moment. Uh, I, I want, I want to say a word, and I want you to say the first word that comes in your mind that's associated with the word that I say. All right, Thanksgiving. What's the first word you think of? Turkey. turkey. All right, turkey. Somebody else. Apple pie. Okay. Anybody else? Grateful, okay. Who else? A football. All right. So, you know, really, I mean, those are all things, those are all things that are good, and those things are things that we think about with, uh, you know, with Thanksgiving. Uh, but really, you know, we know what the day's about, right? And so sometimes, you know, we just, in life, we just kind of get headed the wrong direction in life. And I've got a little video clip. I think we're ready. Are we queued up? We're queued up? Okay, kill the lights, turn up the volume, and hang on for about two minutes, okay? Hey, what's going on? Some joker wants to race. Don't race. That's ridiculous. Right, come on, let's go, let's go. Put your window down! You want something? Uh, he's probably drunk. You're going the wrong way! What? You're going the wrong way! He says we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you, thanks a lot. Terrific. Thank you! What a moron. You're going in the wrong direction! You're going to kill somebody! Sometimes in life, we're going the wrong way. And you know people that are going the wrong way. And it's like, you know, no matter how many times you yell at them or shout at them and try to tell them they're going the wrong way, it's like, just like they're just kind of like, you know, zoning you out. And, you know, it's kind of like the story that I heard about the lady that uh, she's watching the evening news and there's a car on the, on the interstate in California that is going the wrong way. And she calls her husband because she knows that he takes that, you know, that's the route that he takes home. And she calls him and she says, Honey, I just wanted to warn you. I saw on the news there's a guy that's driving the wrong way on the road that you usually take. And he says, It's not just one guy, there's a thousand of them. <laughs> Sometimes we just get in life and we're going the wrong way. 
So, um, and you know, and, and you know, all of all of you that are saved here in the congregation this morning, and there may be some that aren't, but I'm gonna just tell you that, you know, for years people tried to tell us, you know, look, you know, look at your life, look at the way you're living your life, look at what your life is adding up to, look, look what you're doing, you're making a wreck of your life, and we just wouldn't hear it. It just went in one ear and out the other, and you know, we paid no attention. But as we think about Thanksgiving. Um, you know, uh, I want us to just, you know, make sure that we're not going the wrong way when we think about this day. And um, I know for, for many of you that, um, you, know, you know, this can be a difficult time of year. In fact, uh, uh, psychologists say it's one of the most stressful times of year is the holiday season. That, uh, you know, many of you will associate it with something difficult in your past, maybe the way that you were brought up, your family, your home, a bad Thanksgiving, a bad Christmas. Uh, bad memories, um, you know, and how can you be thankful? You think about it, you know. I mean, really, in, in, in our natural minds, you know, if, you know, if you've just gone through a divorce or someone has just walked out on you and said, you know, it's over, I don't love you anymore, uh, I'm out of here. Uh, if you've just lost all of your, you know, your retirement and just, you know, economic, you know, downfall that we've, you know, been dealing with for the last number of years, you know, if you just, how can you be thankful for God in something like that? If you just got the call from the doctor saying, you know, the test came back and, you know, they are positive. You just tested, you know, that you have cancer or you got some other disease, HIV or something else like that. How can you be thankful to God, in, you know, when something like that's going on in your life? I mean, how, how can you be thankful, uh, you know, if you, you know, just got the pink slip, you know, just this last week? Or you don't have the money to pay your bills and you're wondering about, you know, how can you be thankful to God in situations like that? Well, I want to show you. I want to show you a few ways. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is really a choice. It's a choice on our part. We can choose to be thankful uh, or we cannot choose to be thankful. We can choose to forgive one another or we can choose to hold a grudge and be in bitterness and, and, uh, and hold that anger and resentment, you know, for a period of time. Um, Thanksgiving actually was enacted by um, um, Abraham Lincoln, I think it was 1865, that after the Civil War, he decided to set a, a, a day apart where the nation would come together, come together and give, give thanks to God. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that we shouldn't do just one day a year. You know, really, the Bible tells us that we should be thankful every day. And as I mentioned last week, if you open the Bible, in about the middle of your Bible, you'll come to the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms, David is just, you know, almost every other page, or sometimes every page, he's thanking God for something that God did. There was a, uh, a study that was done by a guy by the name of Walter Calvert, and he did a study that showed that 40% of things that you worry about or you're concerned about, you're so concerned and so worried about things that are going on in your life that, you know, it's just like you're so focused on that, it's like you cannot give God thanks. But um, Walter Calvert did this study that said 40% of your worries never happen. Uh, so that's 40% that you don't even have to think about. 30% of your worries are, are worries that you have about the past, things that have already happened. There's nothing that you can do to undo that. You can't unring the bell, so it's already happened. So there's 70% of your worries. 12% of your worries are needless health concerns. You're concerned about something you think you might get or you could pick up or, 
you know, your sister or your aunt or your uncle or this is in your family. Uh, needless health concerns, 12%. And 10% of your worries are insignificant, petty issues. And so that only leaves 8% of legitimate worries. And you know what Jesus says about that? He says, son, or he says, so my counsel is, don't worry about anything, food or drink or clothes. For you already have life and a body, and they are far more important uh, than what you eat or wear. Look at the birds. They don't worry about what they're going to eat, and they don't need to sow or reap or store up food. For your heavenly Father, listen to this, for your heavenly Father that cares about the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, doesn't he care about you even more? And the answer is yes, he does. He says, uh, your heavenly Father will feel will uh, feed them, and you're far more valuable to him than they are. Will all these worries at a single moment, will all the things that you're worrying about add a single moment to your life? And the answer is no, they won't. And so when you're going through these times of crisis, when you're going through these difficult time, uh, times, the Bible tells us that there, there are certain things and certain ways that we can, you know, that we can thank God. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, by the way, if uh, you, know, you haven't downloaded the app, it's uh, at the app store for your Apple phone and at the Play Store for your iPad. I think I said it right this time. Uh, but in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, listen to this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God uh, for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I want you to just listen to it again. Give thanks in all circumstances. Not for. The key word in that verse is not is the word in. Not for all circumstances. Obviously, we're not, you know, we're not thanking God and giving God thanks for, you know, murder or, or children being molested or raped or racism in our country or sickness or suicides or people that are, you know, overdosing on drugs. You're not giving thanks to God for those things, but in those situations, when you're facing those trials, you're giving thanks to God in those times, in those times. And so we all have something, and I want to just point out, and this is not an exclusive list here, but let me just point out some that the Lord brought to my mind, and maybe you have a list of your own. But we can thank God, all of us today that are saved, we can thank God for our salvation. Listen to this, it says, because of his kindness, you have been saved through trusting Christ. And even trusting is not of yourselves. It too is a gift from God. Salvation, listen to this, salvation is not a reward for the good that we have done, so none of us can take any credit for it. It is God himself who made us what we are and has given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long, long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. You heard the testimony of those that were talking about sharing a meal with the homeless yesterday. Uh, he planned a long, long time ago. Some of your translations will even say, before the world began, he planned that your life, he knew your life. And Psalms 139 says that all the days of your life were written in his book before one of them even came to pass. He wrote a book, he wrote a story about your life, how he intended your life to go. And, you know, he says that he has a book written about your life, 
Uh, and that book was written before the world even began. And then he says in uh, Psalms 103, one of my favorite Psalms, he says, I will bless the Lord. This is a different translation. He says, I bless the Lord's holy name, the holy name of God with all my heart. Yes, I will bless the Lord and not forget the glorious things that he's done for me. And we talk about grace, that we've been saved by grace. For he forgives all of my sins, that's grace. He heals me, that's grace. He ransoms me from hell, that's God's grace towards you. He surrounds me with loving kindness and tender mercies, that's grace. He fills my life with good things, that's grace. My youth is renewed like the eagles, that's grace. He gives justice to all who are treated unfairly. He reveals his will and nature to Moses and to the people of Israel. He is merciful and tender toward those that don't deserve it. That is grace. He is slow to get angry and full of kindness and love, and he never bears a grudge. Aren't you glad about that? I certainly am. Uh, nor remains angry forever. He has not punished us as we deserved for our sins. All of that is grace. All of that is grace. And so that word is that same Greek word that we've been talking about, and I, I really want this so embedded in your, in your heart. It's sozo, and it's actually pronounced, or it's spelled S-O-Z-O, but it's almost, it's pronounced like S-O-T, sozo. Uh, it's pronounced sozo. It's a Greek word that translates that you are saved, you're made whole, and you're healed. Your body, your soul, and your spirit. All right, get that in your heart. Get that down in your mind because that's what Jesus wants. In Luke chapter 4, when Jesus came and preached that, that first message, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to open the prison doors, to heal the brokenhearted. All of those things are included in that word. The work of Jesus that he started 2,000 years ago is not complete. It will not complete until the last soul on earth is saved and the rapture uh, call, there's a trumpet sound, there's a shout of an archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those which remain alive will be caught up together, together with the Lord in the air. And that's, that's, that time period, from the day that the, the church began in the book of Acts until the resurrection day, we had that, that work of the Holy Spirit, that work of sozo, um, that's what God has called you and I to do, to spread the good news of the gospel. The second thing that we can do to give thanks to God is through our singing. And I know that many of you, if you feel like me, I always sound good when I'm singing in the shower by myself. Uh, I'm a little shy when I get around other people that have voices better than I. But, uh, you know, someone even said, little pigs at the trough make a joyful noise. So, uh, you know, we can all make a joyful noise to the Lord. So he, the psalmist says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise uh, uh, God to my last breath. Um, and then listen to this. This is from the message. This is such a, a great translation. Uh, translation. He says, I'm ready. God, so ready. Ready from head to toe. Ready to sing. Ready to raise a tune. Wake up, soul. Wake up, heart. Wake up, lute. Wake up, you sleepy-headed son. I'm thanking you, God, out loud in the street, singing your praises, town and country. Amen. That's the way we should be. That's the way we should be. 
I, uh, I read a story about a guy, and, and perhaps some of you have heard of him, a great, uh, he's a violinist, as, uh, his name is uh, Isaac uh, uh, Perelman, and he was pr uh, playing, he was born with polio, had braces on both of his legs, and, but he was an incredible uh, uh, violinist. And um, he was playing at a concert, and in the middle of the concert, one of the strings on his violin broke. And he said the snap of that string sounded like a gunshot going through the uh, that to, through that concert, and uh, and it said that all of the, uh, the the orchestra around him stopped playing, the crowd got silent, and uh, it said that uh, you know that he just kind of kept playing, and one person in the audience reported what had happened. He said, "I know it is impossible to play a violin." with only three strings. I know that, and so do you. But that night, Isaac Perelman refused to know it. You could see him uh, modulating and changing and recomposing in his head, and at one point it sounded as if he were retuning the strings to get a new sound that had never been heard before, and when he finished, there was an awesome silence that filled the room, and the people rose and cheered, and Perelman smiled and wiped his brow and raised his bow to the, of the violin to quiet them, and he spoke not boastfully but quietly to say, you know, sometimes it is the artist's task to find out how much music you can still make with what you have left. And I think that's the way it is for you and I today. How much music can you make with what you have, with what God has given you? The third point that I want to share with you today is that we can thank God in our prayers. In Philippians chapter 4, scripture that all of you know, we all know this very well, it says don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. Don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. And some of you need today. You're facing such incredible trials in your life. Is there some of the things that I mentioned? Maybe it's a marriage that's in, in trouble. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's relationships at work. Uh, maybe it's your children. And you're in a, in a deep, deep crisis today. But the Bible says that don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You know how, you know, I, I believe, and I, I heard... Uh, uh, Melissa sh shared her testimony last night at uh, SNL, incredible testimony about the faith that she had just as a young girl um, in believing God's word. You know, we read God's word, we all read God's word, but when we come to the promises of God's word, do we really cling to those? It, you know, we almost have a, a mindset that that was for yesterday, or that was for David, or that was for Moses, or that was for Abraham. You know, these promises... You know, the promises of God are yes and amen. The, the, these promises are for us today. They're for you and I today. And so the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he changes not. God says in the book, book, book of Malachi, he says, I am the Lord God, I do not change. And so the same promises that he gave to other people uh, are, are, are true for you and I today. And so don't worry about anything. Instead, pray and as you're praying, believe. Remember Mark 11, 24 says, whatsoever things you pray, believe that you have them, and then you will receive them. 
Whatsoever things you want, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have them. Believe that God is going to answer your prayer, and uh, then you will receive them. The fourth point I want to make is that we can thank God by serving, just like those did yesterday. We sing with our lips, but we serve with our lives. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter uh, 12, it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Hebrews chapter 12 says, since we have this kingdom that nothing can destroy, let us please God by serving him with a thankful heart. It's not begrudgingly that I have to serve God. It's not like I have to work for my salvation. It's not like I'm making points with God by serving him. But the Lord says to serve him. He says, you know, that let your bodies, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, as a testimony, you know, to serve the Lord. The fifth point that I'd like to make is that we can thank God in our giving. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 50, verse 14, give an offering to show thanks. This is how we thank God. We're giving back that what God has given to, given to us. You've heard me say many times, David said when they were collecting the, the uh, offering to build the temple, and David is standing in a huge pile of gold and silver, and he's looking at this and thinking, here's the gold and silver, Here's the timber, here's the beams, everything that we need to build the temple. Here's the plans for the temple. I've asked the people to give these things, and they brought it with a whole heart. And David looks at it, and he says, God, you know, all that we have and all that we are comes from the blessing of your mighty hand. Don't ever forget that. Everything that you have, everything that you are comes from the blessing of God. The breath that you're breathing right now is a blessing from God. The beating of your heart is a blessing from God. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, it says to honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best, with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barn with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. And then Proverbs chapter 11 says, it is possible, listen to this, it's all, I mean, it, it almost sounds crazy, but this is the word of God, so I know it's not. It says, it is possible to give away and become richer. It is also possible to hold on too tightly and lose everything. Yes, the liberal man shall be rich. By watering others, he waters himself. The liberal man shall become rich, and by watering others, he will water himself. And finally, my last point is, and as I'm giving this last point, I... I would like to ask our prayer ministers if you guys would please just go stand against the, uh, the north wall and right here in front. And uh, for those that would like to have prayer as well, I'd like to ask our worship team to come back, please. And I want to uh, finish by saying this last point. Thank God by telling others of how good he is. Thank God. You can thank God by telling others how good he is. Tell others about him. Every time you tell somebody the good news, you're thanking God. Thank the Lord. This is from Isaiah chapter 12, verse 4. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the world of his wonderful love and how mighty he is. In Psalm 105, it says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing. His praises. Tell everyone 
about his wonderful deeds. Psalm 105. I want us to stand. Do we have a worship team? We have one worship team. <laughs> one worshiper. <laughs> All right, why don't you stand, if you would, with me. I want to pray over you. And um, I just want to say again that Thanksgiving is an attitude. It is a choice that you make. And uh, you can choose uh, to focus on the half-empty glass, what you don't have, what you didn't get, what you need, what you want, or you can choose to thank God for the things that you have. And I want us to just take a moment. And for those of you that need prayer, you need prayer for any of the things that I, I spoke about this morning. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, you can just get up, just walk over against the wall. There's somebody ready to pray with you. But I want us to just search our hearts right now. And I want you to just begin to just silently, Lord, I thank you for, and then you can fill in the blank. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my health. I thank you for our finances. I thank you that I have a roof over my head. I thank you I, ha I have a job, Lord. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for the eternal things. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for eternal life. I thank you, Lord, for preparing a place for me in heaven. Lord, I have so much to be grateful for, so much to be thankful for. And Lord, at this point, I just stop and the world stops around me. And Lord, I just lift my hands and I bless you and I praise you and I thank you. You are a good God. You are a good God, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that your word says that you loved me so much that you gave. You gave, you gave, you gave your only son for my life. You traded all of his goodness for all of my wickedness, all of my sin, all of my transgression, all of my rebellion. Father, your word says that you loved me so much that you gave your son. And if there's someone here this morning that has not experienced the love of God and you feel like you've been going the wrong way in life and you want to stop, you can ask the Lord to just say, Lord, take control. Take control of my life. My life is out of control and I'm asking you, Father, to take control of my life. I want to receive your son Jesus today. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my life to be changed. I want to live my life for the glory of the living God. And all of God's people said, Amen. So let's just lift up a shout of, of, of joy to the Lord. He is a good God.